Thanks for joining me today. Today, we're going to give you the complete 12-step guide to starting a business. I've gave you my history on uh, my different uh, diverse background in having an education, having an event planning business, being a hairstylist, and now having my company 103 collection. So I want to go back and talk about how I started my business and give you the 12 uh, 12-step guide to all of the uh, process that you have to go through to avoid making a lot of mistakes. So the first thing that I would suggest that you do is evaluate yourself. Why do you want to start a business? You can use this to guide you and what kind of business you want to start. If it's just an extra uh, way to bring in extra money, like a side hustle, or if you want more freedom. Um, this question is very uh, a good way for you to really judge whether or not is it is a hobby that you're thinking about uh, creating uh, for yourself to bring in some extra income, or is it an actual passion that you have? It's the difference between a hobby and a passion. You can make money on a hobby, you can enjoy it, but passion is sets in when it's something that you can enjoy doing even if you're not making money off of it but you know and trust and believe that it's something that will be successful so you even have to go a little bit deeper and discover what skills you have because if there are things that you can't do you're going to have to put yourself in a position to outsource and find someone else to complete those tasks um, how much can you afford to spend if your business is not successful right away? You know, this is some, a question that I get asked a lot. Like, how much money have you put into your business? What's well, going to be different for everybody because you're in different um, aspects of your business, different life cycles of your business, and also different uh, categories. You know, it's different for everybody. Um you have to ask yourself the question also if you're ready to be an entrepreneur. A lot of people think that when you become an entrepreneur that you are going to work less hours. It's going to be an easier life, but it's actually the opposite. When you're building your business in the first five to 10 years, this is the hardest you're ever going to work in your life because if you're not out there pushing your brand, you will not make any money. So it's very um, important that you really evaluate yourself and what it is you want to do and have some goals set. So once you know your business idea and what you want to do, then you need to ask yourself, okay, what's next? What do I need to do? What do I need to do to build this business landscape and how can I get ahead of the curve? People would rather have less of a bad thing than more of a good thing. If your business can fix a problem, then you would definitely have customers. That should be your goal, is to create a business that can solve a problem. You can um, decide what industry you need to be in, and you have to determine that your approach is going to be better, faster, and cheaper than uh, your competitor. Also, ask people questions. Ask for advice from other entrepreneurs and research ideas online. And, and discover which one makes the most sense to you. One of the most important things to do is do market research. You need to know if there's a product already on the market 
that's similar to what you have because you don't want to promote the exact same product. Although we know that that happens, but you have to determine what's going to set you apart. So that's why you have to know who are your top five competitors? Why are they successful? What other companies have entered into this market and have failed? Because you need to know how to avoid those mistakes. And using research tools. You know, you want to conduct interviews, uh, market research, do a test market, um, produce feedback for that from that test market and use that to help you make decisions to have a solid product or service that you're going to provide. Um, you can set up prototypes, um, focus groups, those things, some you can find that are very inexpensive and some are free. Um, you can set them up. A lot of colleges, universities have focus groups. You can just reach out to your local college and university to discover um, what opportunities are available for things like that. They have college students testing products all the time. Um, and just be prepared for the type of feedback that you receive, because a lot of times you'll get feedback that may not be what you want to hear, but always take that into consideration and think about what it is that the person is saying and value that, whether you think it's something nice or not. Because trust me, there are many of people that will be uh, your customer and they will complain and talk about your product negatively. So you have to prepare yourself for that. You know, you want to make sure that you get the truth and honest feedback from um, the test market. You're going to have to look and see what type of feedback you're getting and how good or what, what is it that you need to do to perfect the product and apply that into research and development. Once you have that together, you know that word of mouth on your product is going to be amazing. So now it's time for you to take your business and make it official. So the first thing you need to do is determine whether or not you want to be an LLC or a sole proprietorship or a partnership. You have to determine that. So once you determine your business structure, then you would move forward to your business name. Now, LLC, um, uh, sole proprietorship, all those things, is something that you have to determine individually. And we'll go more in detail about that in um, another episode because I really want to make sure that we get these 12 steps in on this one. So that's step number one is your business structure. Step number two is the business name. Now, this can be a little tricky because um, there are so many businesses out here. Like you can think of some a name of a business that would be amazing, but little known to you, somebody else already has it. So I would suggest to Google your business name before you do anything, whatever idea you come up with. And Google it several different ways with different spellings because somebody could have that business and just tweak it a little bit, the same name. And it can be very confusing when you're, it's pronounced exactly the same way. So make sure you try to Google, research, and do as much um background on the name that you're looking for and you know make sure that it's unique sometimes when you have a catchy business name that is what entices the customer firsthand you know I mean decades ago you could have a, a company with a simple name that had nothing to do with the product but we knew and 
could connect that to the brand, you know, so that that's very important. So then you need to register your business. You need to register your business um, fed with the federal um, government and with the state. Uh, majority of the time, these are things that you can do yourself. They're very simple. You go online, you apply for a federal tax ID number. And that's something that they usually give you right away. But I think that they made some changes where it takes them a couple of days before they actually send you that tax ID number. State ID is the same way because you have to file federal and state taxes for your business, depending on how you choose to select to pay your taxes and report them. Um, they'll let you know that when you um, apply for those uh, federal and state tax ID numbers. Now, um, permits will come into play depending on what type of business you have. Now, I know a lot of construction companies, they have to apply for permits and different things like that. Um, if you are um, hairstylist, you know, you have to get a license for that. So those are things that you have to put into perspective and also account for when you're, um, you know, doing your checklist of things that you need to cover. Um, that covers your license and different things like that that you would need for your business. Um, next step would be a bank account, which is very important because you want to establish your company's um, credit and financial records, data and documents. So I would definitely suggest that you set up a business bank account and also have um, tax reporting um, software such as QuickBooks. That's what we use, and that helps you be able to run reports for your business. So you can run um, balance sheet, uh, cash flow statements. Those type of things are very important because when you start doing business with other companies and getting purchase orders, you know they want to know how is your cash flow, how are your sales, is it something that they should really um, look forward to and invest in. You also need to protect your business and protecting that comes in the form of trademarks, copyrights, or patents. Uh, I think that trademark is like, that's the number one thing you need to do. You need to protect your brand and your brand name. Protecting your brand and your brand name is so important because if you haven't seen the documentary of the McDonald's story, the McDonald's restaurant, I suggest that you go and watch that because if you don't have your business protected, somebody else can come in and take it from you. Whether it's the logo, the brand name, a patent, copyright, whatever it is you need to protect your brand, you have to make sure that you put those things into place so you know you're protected. If these are things that you can't do on your own, I would suggest to contact a lawyer and have them. Um, guide you along the way of how to protect your brand. Um, trademarks and um, copyright can also be done. You have to go to um, the trademark site in order to do it yourself. And if I'm not mistaken, um, I think it's like around two or $200. So it's inexpensive, but if you're not clear on how to do it, I would suggest that you, you know, make sure you go through a lawyer and have them take up all the, care of all the legal documentation. The next step would be to write a business plan. Now, there are some companies that start and they feel like they don't need a business plan. I get that. I completely understand. Some companies 
are very successful and they never had a business plan. I would say do what's comfortable for you. But I would definitely say if you don't have a business plan, make sure that you set out for goals and know how you're going to achieve them. So a business plan for those people, for people like me, you know, it can be anywhere between 10, 20, 30 pages. It just really depends on what your business is, how it's structured, what your goals are and who you're pitching it to. So, you know, you have to have a title page to have your business name um, on it, an executive summary that includes a company description, the problem that the business is solving, the solution and why you're doing it. A business description is important because a lot of times you're able to connect that why you started the business in the first place. So for an example, I started um, 103 Collection and it was started because um, I have very sensitive skin and my husband has eczema. So we wanted to create plant-based products that help eliminate a lot of the skin irritants and allergies that you may have with products that were already on the market. So we were really looking to connect that to our brand and why we wanted to do plant-based products. The next step would be for you to define who is your target market. Who's your target market and how can you sell to that target market? Because although you may know them, how are they purchasing products? What method are they using to connect with brands? You need to know that. You also need to have a competitive analysis to know what are the strengths and weaknesses of your competitors and how is it that you can beat them if they're already on the market. Why would a consumer pick your product off the shelf or order your product online versus someone else's? You need to make sure that you have that competitive analysis. So that's, you know, of course, your SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. You also need to design and develop a plan. What is your product? How will you source the ingredients? How will you source the packaging? How would you source um, the boxes that the master cases and things that your product needs to ship in? If it is a service, you need to know how are you going to market this? How are you going to get it together? You need to also structure the operations and have a management plan in place to know what the daily business functions are. So if your daily business function is to design um, a product, get it to the market, or is it just to make sales online? How many sales are you trying to make? What are your goals for the week? You also need to consider finances. Where's the money coming from that is going to fund this dream and this business? How are you going to create projections where you can see how much profit you're going to have? What's going to put you in a position to grow or even sell your company? This brings us to the finance part of it. Are you trying to bootstrap your business, which could take longer? Or are you trying to put yourself in a position where you can get funding from outside sources? This is very important. Are you going to take uh, investments from friends and families? Are you going to request a small business grant? That leads me to my next topic. When you're looking for grants or um, loans, 
you have to put yourself in a position where you really need to know and determine is that something that you want to do for your business and there are a lot of grants that are here out here that are specific to industry focused brands such as um, construction and things like that so if you're a woman-owned business these opportunities are there you just need to know how to access them whether it's through a minority business certification or woman-owned business there are a lot of resources out there you can uh, google those which will also help for can help with funding or also getting you the contracts that you would need to um, grow your brand you can also start a crowdfunding campaign which is where you see like kickstarter or gofundme those are great uh, opportunities for you to really get the message out and also um you know get financial backing to your brand there are local uh, angel investor groups that um i've heard a lot of uh, great feedback about that is great um for you if you're just starting out and you have a great idea and you know that it's going to really um change the industry so i would suggest you to look into that as well there are lots of um uh, also venture capitalists that are looking for big opportunities from small companies that are just starting out and they're willing to invest you know um maybe twenty five thirty thousand dollars into your brand you can also do a startup incubator or accelerator these are designed to help new or starting businesses get to the next level. Most of them provide free resources, including um, office facilities, consulting, networking opportunities, and pitch events. So, you know, you this can open the doors for you if that's something that, you know, the avenue you want to take for your brand. You can also negotiate an advance from a strategic partner. So if you have someone that wants to be a silent partner, you can negotiate with them. Um, I just had a call with a friend and I was telling him like you know you you're looking for a certain amount of money but you um have to put limitations so if you say okay uh I need $25,000 and I'll give you 10% of that or 15% for the first 3 years until I pay you the money back and then after that you know your percentage would drop down to maybe 5%. You know you can negotiate that. There's also trade equity for um, services for startups saying you can support a computer office uh, in exchange for free office space. So you can do trade equity, which is um, that is on the on the on the incline because a lot of people are looking to trade equity because they see that um, instead of exchanging money, it's more value in making that connection, networking and allowing both companies to build. You can also seek a bank for a line of credit. Um, a lot of people don't like to start off in debt, but I would say if you can get access to the money and you know how to appropriately um, allocate the money where you know you can get a return on it, then I would say go for it. So once you have that, you need to develop your product or service. Um you know, make sure you do uh, uh, research and development, hire people that are smarter than you to help you grow your brand. And also uh, make sure that you are financially in a position to invest and to pay people when you are building this team. You need to make sure that you state all your goals clearly, that you focus on um, 
establishing a strong company culture in order to fulfill those goals. Um, A lot of businesses are online now. They are very successful online. A lot of people have businesses that are still in their homes and they're not really focused on finding a location. If your business is location focused, then I would definitely say that you focus on the demographic, foot traffic, accessibility, know the uh, competition in your area. Um, Also know about ordinances and building infrastructures. That's very important depending on what type of business you have. And also take into consideration that although you may have enough income to cover your rent for your business, you need to make sure that you include the cost for utilities and the other things that could arise. Um, now it's time for you to just really get out there and start getting some of themselves. You need to make sure that you put yourself in a position to listen to your clients and customers. Ask for a commitment for them to be uh, purchase the brand, but you don't want to be pushy where it seems like you're trying to force them to buy it and they're really not interested. And that comes back to what I was saying. Like, don't be afraid to hear people give you honest feedback about what they think. It may not be right and it may not be what your brand stands for, but that's their opinion. So, you know, we have to be prepare ourselves to mentally, um, you know, accept that and move on. Growing your business. Social media has become so effective for you to grow your brand. And we have to be aware of exactly what it is and what we're doing and um, what our following is, our audience, and how we can connect with them. So social media has been an inexpensive way for you to build your brand and put yourself in a different position in life. So I would suggest that, you know, you take these steps and you put them in place and you try to take your business to the next level. Our next podcast is going to cover social media and how effective it can be for your branding and how you can uh, grow your following and your customer base um, with no money. You don't you don't really need money to grow your brand on social media. You just need to know, make sure you're following the right people and make sure you're posting and engaging with your uh, following. It's extremely important. So I hope you guys learned a lot on this podcast. I'm so excited about um, what we have in store for you. We're going to start bringing on some guests uh, to talk about business and how to take your brand to the next level. And we're really excited about that. So I hope this was uh, helpful to you. And I hope you're learning a lot. And make sure you start our podcast and uh, follow us on social media, 103collection.com and She the Icon. Until next time. Thanks for joining us again for another uh, addition to our She the Icon podcast. We're so excited that you guys chose to join us today. And today our discussion topic is going to be about the uh, networking advice that no one seems to tell you about and how essential it is to grow your brand. You know, you've heard of networking, but maybe you don't know what to do, how to do it, how to put things in place, and if you're connecting with the right people. So what they've discovered um, in this journey of networking and building your brand is that many people don't really know how to network. 
And that is one shortfall that a lot of business owners seem to come to when they're trying to build their business. And networking is very essential to grow your brand. A large percentage of your customers' sales and connections are going to come from referrals. So networking is a major part of growing your brand. So um, we would like to discuss, first of all, what are your ambitions and your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? That's something that you need to determine because that can help you um, first take the first steps in order to connect with the right people in order to start your networking journey. So you need to establish a great presence, first of all. So make sure that you know you have great professional images, um, you have a bio that will let people know about you. So just in case it's like a virtual meeting or virtual networking, you have something that you can shoot them a quick email, DM, text message, whatever it may be, just so they can get to know who you are. Make sure that you have uh, intention behind it, whether it's just a mutual connection or um, connecting just to let people know that they can contact you about whatever it is, services that you provide. You know, you have to be very strategic. So one of the things that we have discovered that really um, makes it difficult for some of us to network is your mindset. You know, we have to be able to establish relationship that not only benefit us, but also benefit the the individual that you're trying to network with. You know, that's a mutual um, connection that you're trying to establish. And it's important that when you are networking and you set out to make these connections that you can define a mutually beneficial relationship. Well, it shows that, you know, both people are going to benefit from this networking experience. Um, We also limit our networking um, opportunities because we usually like to be around people that we know. And what I have discovered myself is that when you step out of that comfort zone, because I'm guilty of it myself, I'm, you know, when we go to new um, events and things like that, if we see somebody that we know, we automatically gravitate to them and we'll sit there all night speaking with them, catching up, laughing and joking. And it's nothing wrong with that, but you have to learn how to be very strategic and divide your time wisely throughout the room. So you have to spend your time with trying to meet as many people as you can strategically. So when you first meet them, introduce yourself, find it out, find out what it is that they do and let them know what you do and see if there's a way you guys can connect. You know, you have to think proactively. A lot of times when you first meet people, they may not have a need for your brand or service right at the time. But if you've made that connection with that individual, you know, they'll remember you. You know, when time the time comes, oh, yeah, I met this um, young lady and she has this business. She may be great for this opportunity. Let me reach out and connect with her. You know, it's very important that we do that and um, keep things in perspective. And I also want to mention that, you know, this the way things are progressing with technology. I know that we were everybody has started their business where we started giving business cards. That's great. I don't want to discourage that. But my way of networking has come strictly to social media or actively right then at that moment, putting the person's information in my phone. And while we're standing there still communicating, I am literally 
locking in their stuff in my phone and shooting them a quick text message or email. So by the time we walk away and say it was a pleasure meeting you, I just, I'll be reaching out to you. I'll follow up. You know, this is a great conversation. By the time I'm done with that or getting ready to walk away, I've already sent them an email, a text message, a DM. So they'll remember exactly who I am. Because a lot of times we get business cards and I can I can't remember half of those people because I can't put the name to a face. So it's easier for social media because if we're on there posting about our brand, you can go right on and look and say, oh, yeah, this is the person that I met at this event yesterday. And um, I remember them. They had some great services that I think would work out great for this project that I have coming up. So I think it's important, like if you're really social media savvy, connect through social media. Business cards are great, but I feel like we have our phones on us 24-7. Who carries around a stack full of business cards? And if that doesn't work for you for social media, I would suggest that you absolutely take a picture of the card instead of just placing it right in your purse. Take a picture of the card for anybody that's of importance. And just have it saved in your phone because I'm going to, I cannot remember how many times I've thought, oh yeah, that's right. I took a picture of their card and I need to follow up with them Monday if I met them over the weekend. Like it's very important that you're very strategic with whatever it is um, with these connections.